1216, and we are talking with Kelly Shellstrom for our budgeting basics today. Credit cards, blah. We're always encouraged to get a credit card, use it, and pay it off every month. And I just feel like life happens sometimes, and that doesn't always happen. So today we're here talking with Kelly Shellstrom simply about that particular topic. Hi, Kelly. Hello, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Always, always love to have you on the show because we get to talk about these things that are kind of a pain in our rear end, and then we can kind of turn them around and make them worthwhile. Credit cards. Exactly. A good thing. They can give you some relief. They can be there when you need it, but then they can also be a real pain in the rear end. Yeah. Credit cards, just like a lot of um, potentially addictive things, right? Has their, their, um, their benefits and then also the things that aren't so good for certain people. Right. And so um, disclaimer in the beginning of all of this, if you have a history with credit card debt, um, if, if you don't trust yourself with credit cards, obviously it's something to stay away from on the other side of that. They are a really good tool, as you were saying, Kelly, to maybe utilize, um, a little bit of your, to improve your credit so that you can have a little bit better interest rates and all that sort of stuff when taking out loans. Um, it can give you a little bit of a buffer in your paycheck, you know, making sure that we're paying them down each month, of course, but yeah, they have some highs and lows to them, but, um, right now they are a little bit trickier for people because, um, inflation and the cost of living mm-hmm. with that is so high. Um, debts just since the pandemic has gone up quite a bit in our country. And so it's a tricky topic, but uh, like all tricky topics, Kelly, we want to just start talking about it and tackling it because it's definitely much less scarier. If we start the conversation, learn a little bit, educate ourselves and then dive in versus just ignoring it. I, I was saw some of these notes that you sent me and it said credit card balances increased $61 billion to $986 billion during the fourth quarter of 2022 and have surpassed even pre-pandemic levels. So that's that's kind of a scary thing. Exactly. And so credit card debt has been on the rise for a very, very long time in this country. That's no surprise to anybody. And while I want people to um, understand what when we say that statement, what that actually means is you, Kelly, and me, Kelly, and people listening to the show, your individual credit card balances are going up, right? When we think about this as a country issue, it's easy to point fingers and blame the other person. And But when you look at your own credit cards, they want you to ask yourself that honest question, do I carry over ba- a balance each month? Do I have more debt than I maybe did last time this year? And mm-hmm. that is how this all adds up to this you know, scary crisis that the country is dealing with because groceries are going up, gas went up for a while there. We all know about those individual things that are causing you know, credit card debt to increase, but what are we doing individually about it? Because just because life costs more money and we're not making any more money, that's no excuse for us to keep this credit card debt around because it's actually just costing us more money in the end. It's really, it's sort of like, um, it can be a, <clears throat> a false hope in some ways because you're like, oh, I am, I'm not making as much as I used to. And I just feel like it all came on me right now, but I have to have this. So I'm going to put on the credit card and hope that something works out next month. Yeah. And anytime we do that, Kelly, which is, it's a gamble, right? And especially for those of us that have flexible incomes where it's up some months and down some months, but anytime you're putting a purchase on a credit card that 
isn't in your budget that you know for a fact that you're not going to pay off, it is a gamble because you're just adding to that carrying over balance, which you're then going to be paying interest on. And we all know credit card interest is no joke. It is always high interest debt. So 15, 20, 25, 50% sometimes if you have bad enough credit. And so it's something that we want to keep an eye on. And by having our budget, by sticking to the spending plan, we can ensure that Sure, you can use a credit card, you can um, buy whatever you want, but it's a part of the plan, it's a part of your income, and so you know you're going to be able to pay it off every single month. Okay, so let's get into what we should be doing. What's your first step here then? All right, Kelly, so the first thing is we're going to stop our spending right now, Kelly, and I know that does not sound fun, and part of this article on Inside, businessinsider.com is saying that Part of the reason why credit card debt is actually even higher right now is because, you know, things have loosened up since the pandemic and people are excited to, you know, go on vacations and going out to eat and things without masks. And so that's part of the reason why credit card debt is increasing in this country. But we want to stop spending right now. And it doesn't mean stop everything. It's kind of referring to what I was just talking about. We're stopping spending in areas that aren't a part of the plan, that don't align with our goals and our values, that we aren't going to be paying off next month. And so you just want to take a look at all the spending, so maybe pause it, take a look, use your 90-day expense tracker, the tool that Kelly and I talk about weekly here. It's a free tool on kellyshowstrom.com and see where all of your spending is currently going and then decide for yourself what can stay and what needs to go because you know you can afford anything. You just can't afford everything. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so stop spending. I mean, you just, just because all of a sudden you feel like going and getting a manicure, doesn't mean you should be throwing $75 on, on a credit card to do it. Exactly. And Kelly, if you do want to do it and or you already did it yesterday and it's too late now, right? Um, Just look at your, your plan then and say, okay, great. I did this manicure. I am not going to feel shameful about it. This is my right. money. I'm an adult. But where do I need to adjust to make sure that I can still pay off that manicure in full on my credit card so I'm not, you know, spending 20% on a $70 manicure because um, interest is carrying over. Yeah. I'm so glad you're looking at this in a positive way because I do think people go, I do something and then they feel shame and then they just want to go to bed and give up. Oh, the shame cycle is real. And everyone I talk to, you know, it's easy to put the blinders on because you feel bad and you made a mistake. And at that time, you maybe didn't even know any better, right? And so we don't want to punish ourselves for things that, you know, when we were uneducated, when we didn't have a plan yet, when our budget wasn't even fully formed. And so give yourself some grace because when we put the blinders on and bury our heads under a blanket. Nothing gets resolved. I'd rather you start resolving little things at least and changing that 1%. And so if you've already done the spending, if you already have a credit card balance that you're carrying over, it is okay. We're just going to make a plan to how can we pay off that credit card? Okay. And that's kind of your second step here about, you know, which one, where do we start? Which one do we pay off first? Yeah. So you definitely, when you're looking at all of your debt, you want to pay off high interest debt and credit cards are always on the top of the list because they're most likely your highest interest debt. Student loans are usually pretty good. Personal loans, even right now, if they're eight, nine, 10%, they're still probably lower than your credit cards, mortgages, same thing. And so look at all of your debt, write them all down in one spot, Um, anything that you owe money to for any reason, right? This will include a couch that you bought at the furniture store. This will include any credit cards you have, car payments, personal loans. So you want to write them all down and we're going to compare them so that we can get um, on the same page, apples to apples here, right? And we want to write down what the interest rate that you're accruing um, each month is for each of these cards. And you also want to put down the balance for each of these, or not only cards, but debts. And so you put the balances with all of these debts so you can see exactly how much your money you're paying 
um, each month in interest. And we want to tackle that high interest debt first. And so anything that is on the top of the list for the highest interest rates um, that has balances, of course, we want to make sure that we create a plan to pay those off because that is where we're losing the money, our money the fastest. So those are those are easy targets. Those are ones that if we can just reduce the balances, we're then re retroactively reducing the amount of money that we're spending on that debt each month. And then yeah. once we can knock those out, we go to the next ones and we can just kind of go down the line. Um, that is called the avalanche method, Kelly, just for an FYI. There's also the snowball method where you tackle your lowest balances first. Um, and that's also a tactic that people use. I actually use that tactic to pay off my debt, but I didn't have any very high interest credit card debt at the time. And so if we're talking about credit cards today, you definitely want to go with the avalanche method to tackle yeah. those those high interest rates. The big high end. The thing that you never really know what you're paying because all you do is you dig out your card, you use it, and then you pay your bill automatically. You never look. You can actually go in there and look. I sat down with Kelly uh, and actually did this whole worksheet and went and pulled up all that information. I went, oh, gosh, that's a lot. So that was a really a big eye opener, but it was also a good experience. Exactly. And the next thing on here is kind of related to that too, Kelly. Talk to your credit card company um, because when we're looking at those statements, Kelly, how... Well, we don't look at the statements, right? Yeah. Kelly? So that's right, the first that's the first problem. Um, but if you actually do open your statement and look at it, take a look at do you have any annual fees that um you're being charged for your credit card that you maybe forgot about, or maybe you signed up the first year was free, but now you're past that and you're accruing fees. Um there's so many things that can be on that statement that you're just not aware of. It's really good to open it and just look at it. And if it's truly just the interest rates that you're paying extra on each month, perfect. We can create a plan to pay that down, but all those other fees can add up as well. So number three is talk to your credit card company, especially if you have a good payment history, if you're friends with them, they don't normally hate you, but something is happening <laughs> right now, right? Um, now's a good time to just call them up and see if you can get on a payment plan or if they can um, po uh, postpone the due date for this next payment, just like by another week until your paycheck comes in. Um, but Kelly, we still want to warn everybody, right? If you're doing all of this work to postpone a payment or get on a payment plan, go back to step number one. You still need to pause and stop your spending right now because you're yeah. going to just dig a, a further hole if we're still accruing debt while we're trying to figure out the current debt that we have. Yes, that makes sense. Okay, and then what's your final tip? The last one is just be honest about which credit cards you actually need, Kelly. And so if you are sensitive with credit cards, you have a love-hate relationship with them, you have a tricky past relationship with them, maybe you don't have them at all and that's totally okay. Don't worry about the um, lost cause of I'm losing money on points or rewards or yeah. none of that is worth it if we're paying all this money on interest, right, Kelly? And so if yeah. trick if credit cards are just at all tricky to you or they cause emotional, you know, trauma, let's ignore them and let's not let's pay them off and let's cut them up. Um, but okay. if you think that you're someone that can be responsible with them, you can pay them off. You just need to maybe get on a plan or get your budget in order or you know something one emergency happened, which is why you even have this credit card debt. You normally don't. Um, then it's just about saying, okay, do I have any cards, question one, that have any annual fees? Maybe I need to get rid of those ones first. Do I have any cards that, cards that I use that have extremely high interest rates compared to other cards that I have that have lower interest rates? So maybe we get rid of the higher ones. But we don't need 
25 cards in our wallet, Kelly, is the moral of the story. Maybe we just need one or two truly for those emergencies. So um, in case something happens, we have enough money um, that is available to us. But you know, they're not for everyone. And you just want to be honest with yourself because, again, personal finance is personal and everyone's going to be a little bit different. So quick question about those. Let's say you have a card that you don't use, but you will have, I don't know, five or $6,000 credit limit. And you have another card that maybe has a lower interest rate. You have $3,000, but you hardly ever, you ever use the other one. Don't owe anything on it. When you close it, what does it, what does it do? Does it free up the balance that they're allowing you to pay? Like if you wanted to, you could have this much money, but you don't, you haven't spent any of it. What does it do to your credit when you close that? So once you close that account, that money is no longer available to you, right? So if you had a $5,000 spending limit, if you close it, you no longer have that 5,000. And that actually reduces the amount of overall credit that is available to you, which is a part of your credit score. And so credit companies, um, their big secret in determining what your credit score is, and they all do it a little bit differently. Um, part of it is, is how much money you've spent compared to how much money is available to you. And so the higher that number goes, um, it's gonna be um, a bad reflection, a poor reflection on your credit because they're saying you're using up 90, 95, 100% if your credit cards are all maxed out of the credit that is available to you, which means you need more money than you probably make, right? Versus if you're just using 10, 20% of it, you're paying it off every month, they're realizing that you can actually, um, you're responsible with your credit. And so it's going to be a little bit different with every card. I always say, Kelly, at the end of the day, since there is no formula to having a great credit score, you want to have no credit card debt before you have a good credit score. And so delete or um, sorry, close cards you don't use, um, cut them up, whatever it is. Don't worry about your credit score at this point. We just want to okay. make sure that you are having access only to the cards you need, that you're not paying any annual fees and that it's not overwhelming and stressful and you're forgetting about cards that maybe have purchases on them.